Hey, did you see Dave's last post on Instagram? Yeah, he just got back from another European trip. Like, where does this guy get all his money from? Whoa, dude, check it out. Becca actually texted me back. She said, hey with three Y's? What the hell does that even mean? Okay, so I've been on this juice cleanse for like three days now and it is going so well. I have a juice for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and if I want to cheat a little bit, I'll have one grape. How many of us can relate to one, if not all of these scenarios? With so many podcasts focusing on a specific topic, I thought, why not talk about something that we can all relate to? Social media, dating, staying in shape. These are things that we are all experiencing on a daily basis. So come along for the ride as I share with you my thoughts on everyday life. This is Talking with John G. What's going on, guys? It is Talking with John G here, back again for another episode of Talking with John G. This is episode number seven. Now, just before I get into everything, in case you were following me in the last week or so, I mentioned how I switched over my platform for my podcast. So originally, I would post everything on SoundCloud, but basically how they operate is that once you reach so many minutes of uploading, um, if you're using it for free at least, then you eventually can't post any more stuff on there unless you want to pay for their services. Now, I was planning on doing that. However, I realized I would have to pay for the premium service, which is a lot of money a month that I just didn't really think was necessary. So instead, I switched over my my platform to Anchor. And because of that, I actually lost my first two episodes. So technically, this is episode number seven. However, we don't see episode one and two. But don't worry, we're still here. It's all good. Welcome again. Thank you again for tuning in and for commenting on my previous episodes. Now, before I get into my topic for this week, as always, because I'm a new podcast, I don't have money, nor do I have any... I don't have money. I don't have any people wanting to pay me for advertisement. So instead, I make up my own. So here is my seventh advertisement. It's almost the end of January. Have you kept your New Year's resolution? Well, according to science, 92% of you haven't, but that's okay. I have some great news to tell you. You have almost an entire year to think of a new New Year's resolution. Resolutions. They're like your morning poop. We all make them, but none of us actually keep it. So normally when I come up with a topic for my next episodes, I usually think back during the week, you know, what happened? What can I talk about? Something that I haven't talked about already. And what I love about this podcast is, like I mentioned in my intro, is that there's always something happening in our lives that we can talk about or that we can expand on. And in this week's case, something actually happened to me only a few days ago. And I had an idea for a topic, but instead something else happened and it just clicked in my head that, you know what, this is what I have to talk about. And that's what I love about just this topic and this podcast and just life in general is that things come up, we can discuss them, we can engage with each other, and we can just open up a conversation because I feel like there's so many things that we tend to neglect or not talk about, and that just doesn't really help anyone. So 
this ex- this week's episode is about societal expectations or just expectations that either society puts on us, but also expectations that we put on ourselves. So why I came up with this topic was, long story short, I was working an event for my radio station. It was at a bar and I was just on a break having some food and there was this I want to call it microbrewery or this company that sold beer. There was two guys who were working on their behalf and they saw me. And at one point they saw me eating and said, hey, do you want a drink? And I responded by saying, no, no, that's okay. I don't drink beer. And when I said that, one of the guys responded and said, what? You don't drink? And I said, no, I just don't drink beer. And he said, okay. Now, when he said that I don't drink the tone that he had or the way he said it made it seem like it would be strange or odd that I just don't drink at all. And that just got me thinking, first of all, why did, why is it weird if I don't drink at all? Right. There's, I would say a good percentage of people that just don't like to drink at all, but more often than not, people do like to drink and that's okay. My point is there's these expectations like drinking where we expect people to do it. And I want to figure out why. I don't necessarily have the answer. I just want to discuss it because to me, it's really interesting. I come from a sociological background in school. Not that that's really saying much. (laughs) I'm not an expert in that field. But I've always been curious about just people in general and how they react to things and just how they act. So when this guy was kind of, he was kind of, I think, taken aback when I said, or when he thought I said that I don't drink, when in fact, I just said I don't drink beer. To me, I thought that was interesting. And I think, again, this can relate to many people where whether it's drinking, whether it's figuring out, you know, getting your shit together by a certain age in terms of having a job, getting into a relationship, pressure to to drink, to smoke, to have sex at different points in our lives. These are all these expectations that we deal with on a, a daily, weekly, monthly basis, right? So first, when it comes to drinking, I'll just give you my personal background. I've never been one to drink a lot in general. That's just my personal preference. There are some drinks that I actually enjoy, which is rum, gin, certain types of tequila, which is pretty deadly. For some reason, I really like, uh, what do you call it, Jägermeister. And that's weird because I hate the taste of black licorice. However, Jägermeister tastes like black licorice. So that's doesn't really make sense, but I like it. So the drinks that I actually enjoy drinking are like hard liquors and cider. I actually really like cider as well. But the things I don't like are mainly beer and wine. And I would say a big, big pop or percentage of the population enjoy both wine and beer or one or the other. I don't. So there's been numerous occasions, not just this time, but numerous times when people ask me, hey, do you want a drink? Or hey, do you want a beer or, or wine? And I say no. And they, they usually have this puzzled look on their face. And I'm thinking, why? <laughs> why does it matter to you? Or why are you so confused with the fact that I don't drink beer or wine or just don't even drink that much? I'm trying to figure out at what point in our life did we determine that it's normal to drink? Or that everyone should do it. Because first of all, it's not normal or nor is it necessary for everyone to drink as maybe some of us have seen in other people's lives where they really can't handle their alcohol and unfortunately bad things happen. 
Now, I kind of joke all the time that I'm a Libra, which is a scale, so I could balance myself and not go too overboard, right? First of all, I don't really believe in, in the horoscopes, but I definitely am able to moderate just most things in life, especially drinking. There are two examples of when I went a little overboard. I'll say right now, I have been, I'm 31 years old, by the way. I have been drunk. And when I say drunk, I mean like passed out, blackout, do not remember the night drunk. I have been that way twice my life. First time was on my 25th birthday. Before that, I, I, I drank a bit, but I really didn't care to that much. So for whatever reason, I decided to just enjoy that night. And I was just mixing a lot of drinks and it, it got a little bit out of hand. And I've never told, well, my sister might listen to this, but she won't say anything. I never told my family this. Definitely not my parents. I'm a good Jewish boy. So just keep that in mind. I, on that night, on my 25th birthday, I went out with some friends, drank a lot. I was mixing alcohol, which of course is never a good idea, but I did. And I, I don't remember anything, but I woke up the next morning on my friend who actually came out. I woke up on his couch and I had all my clo clothes on from that night, including my shoes. And I had puke all over me, including my face, my, my shirt, my pants. And I drove home later that day, which I probably shouldn't have because I was definitely still hungover. But luckily, I got home safely. I got home and I was living at home at the time. And I remember telling my parents because they saw me full of puke and they were wondering what the hell happened. And I basically said, you know what? Someone puked on me at the club and they believed me. If I told them what had really happened, uh, they can't really punish me. They would just be really upset. My parents are very straight edge. Not that that's a bad thing, but they just maybe wouldn't understand that sometimes it's okay to let loose. However, I will say it was actually a little dangerous what I did. I, I, I blacked out and luckily my friends were there to, to, to take care of me. So that was the first time I got really drunk. Second time was in Mexico. So first time I was 25. Second time, I want to say it was 2015. That was about, so I was about 28. So it was only like two, three years after the first time. Long story short, I was in Mexico with my good buddy, Mike, who you've heard on the podcast before. He, it was his wedding and him and his wife Leah were having or had a destination wedding. And so he had his family there and it was really great. It was, it was an awesome time. Cue the night of his wedding. Everything went well. Ceremony went well. The party went well. During the party slash after or near the end of it, I guess, I was drinking. Specifically, I was again mixing drinks, which is never a good idea. I was mixing and get, and you'll never, You'll think this is the weirdest thing ever. But at the time, I thought this was a great idea. I mixed tequila and Jägermeister together. Think about it. Tequila and Jäger. Is that ever a good mixture? I, I don't think so. But I did it. And also on top of that, I had some rum. Because uh, on Leah's side, on the wife's side, she's from Newfoundland. And there's this whole ceremony being screeched in, which I'm not going to get into. But you drink some rum. So I had rum. I had then a lot of tequila, a lot of Jaeger. And it did not end well. I'll just say that I puked that night. And the following morning, we had to be up really early for an excursion, which included a two-hour bus ride. And I was... I've never felt that way before. I felt like death. It's funny though. I didn't puke, but I just felt miserable. 
until later that day where I actually hiked up uh, an ancient pyramid. And I guess sweating that out and drinking some Gatorade helped. But I felt miserable. So those are the two times that I drank a lot. But just going back to this thing of societal expectations, I'm trying to figure out why we put so much pressure on either ourselves or why do people put pressure on other people to drink? I I just never understood. To me, I drink because I actually enjoy the drinks. I guess when you're in high school, people just find the novelty of drinking cool and you know you want to be like adults, right? I guess when you're younger you want to you want to be older and you want to take after maybe people who you admire, which are people who are usually older than you. And those people probably are drinking. So I, I get it. Luckily, when I was younger, and even to this day, I, I would say, I, I, I consider myself to be very responsible. And I also try to always think about the consequences of my actions. That's one thing I will say that my father instilled, instilled in me at an early age, which is always think about your consequences because you never know what can happen. And unfortunately, a lot of kids specifically don't think about that, which is normal because our brains don't fully develop until we're about 25. So it's it's kind of understandable. However, I was usually able to to understand what what was right and what was wrong. But I wasn't perfect. I, I let, let's get that straight. Just as an example, I kind of I didn't run it, but I was involved in a little gambling ring in my high school, which was amazing. <laughs> we got a little bit in trouble, not that much, but that could be another topic. So anyways, back to drinking, I just never understood kind of why people did it. And I never would succumb to peer pressure. There were definitely moments when I could have drank and I just didn't want to, especially at my prom. There were, we went to a house party at some point and everyone was drinking and I just didn't want to. On top of that, I was actually driving home that night. So that of course would just not work out and I I would never take that risk. So I, again, I just never understood why someone would drink to the point where they just get wasted. I will say as I got older and I drank a bit more, I could see the 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 reason why maybe drinking a little bit to the point where you get a buzz. That that's not a bad thing. That's what I've done a few times where you drink and you you feel a little bit better, you know, you get some dopamine running through your brain. And that's okay cuz sometimes you just need that whether you're having a bad day, you're stressed. If you can if you're able to just consume a bit of alcohol to the point where you feel a little bit better and you're not hopefully driving, then that's okay. If There's nothing wrong with that, right? It's, it really is all about moderation when it comes to, to drinking and many other things in life. But I just want to move on from drinking. That's definitely one big societal pressure that I've seen in, in, in life in general. Another one is having your shit figured out by a certain age. And what I mean by that is two certain th- two specific things. One is a job. And another thing is a relationship. We're told by society or by our peers that if you don't have a certain job or you're not getting a certain amount by a certain time, then maybe you failed at life. And if you don't have a relationship, if you're not married, if you don't have kids by a certain time, maybe you've also failed. I will say there's a different dynamic between men and women, specifically when it comes to relationships. Women, from my experience definitely seem to have way more pressure way more expectations in terms of having babies and getting married as opposed to men i could just say from my personal experience 
that when I grew up, my sister, who is now married with kids, but when she was younger, she, I guess she dated a bit, but I think she started late, as as did I. But I could definitely remember my parents pressuring her, not so much to date, but it was maybe who to date and not so much kids, but it was more about the dating stuff. Uh, and I'll get back into that later about our parents and just dating pressures because I come from a, I'm Jewish and Jewish parents definitely put a bit of pressure on their kids as do other cultures. But I've also talked with other women who, who mention how they've noticed their friends that are getting married with kids and they're in their late twenties. And someone who I spoke to, she is also in her, yeah, she's in her late twenties, I believe. And she's feeling a bit of pressure because, you know, 30 is around the corner and, I guess according to biology, if you don't have kids by 30 or in your early 30s, then it becomes a little bit risky. And I get that. That's completely understandable. I will say my mom had me when she was 39 years old and I turned out half decent. Maybe not. So relationships, that's something we put a lot of pressure on, I think from outside, but also on ourselves. I think if we feel like we haven't maybe found someone by a certain time, that's when we either get desperate or or we just make really bad decisions, which just leads to worse and worse things. And then on the other side, when it comes to jobs, this generation, the, my generation, the millennials, we have so much expectations on two, two parts, actually, I'll say. The first part is our expectations in the sense that we expect a lot in very little time. And what I mean by that is... We want success quickly. And that's simply because we're so used to having everything. We're so used to this instant gratification, whether it comes to cell phones or or whatever else in life, where we think we're, we're, we deserve success at an early age or why should we wait so long? When in reality, it takes time. And I, I am number one... I have noticed that as I as I get older, that it really does take time in order to become successful. It, it's not it's not a it's not like a hundred meter dash. It's it really is a marathon. If if you if I can be a little corny, it really is though. And uh, there were many times. And am am I at the point now where I feel like I've achieved everything I wanted? No, absolutely not. One reason though that I did decide to move to to Toronto. Oh, by the way, today is January 23rd. You're going to hear this at another time. But January 23rd, exactly three years ago in, in 2016, I moved from Montreal to Toronto. So today is my third year anniversary. So yeah, happy birthday. No. The reason I did move to Toronto, though, was I just wasn't really happy. I wasn't being challenged. I felt there was more out there for me. So instead of society maybe telling me to stay comfortable and stay where I was, I said, fuck it, I'm moving. And I did that. So I definitely give myself credit for that. But I'm not exactly where I want to be right now. And I and I think that's okay. I think everyone should not get, or I shouldn't say not get comfortable, but once you achieve something, I don't think you should tell yourself, great, I achieved this, I'm done. I'll just coast through the rest of life. No, whether it's a job or just anything you'd like to do in life, I think you should always challenge yourself and you should not just succumb to the pressures of society to, who tell you or what to, what to do, right? Let's think, let's think about other topics. So this is maybe specifically for people who are um, my age, who are, who are millennials. So figuring out what type of job you should have by a certain point, 
uh, relationships. Again, I talked about drinking, smoking, having sex. Those are big ones where people assume that if you don't drink or you don't have smoke or maybe if you don't have sex by a certain age, what then there's something wrong with you. I will say when it comes to sex specifically, I I was a late bloomer, very late bloomer. I'm, I'm not sure if I want to talk about this on a different topic. Not that I'm I'm not shy about it or ashamed of it at all, but I feel like I should reserve this for a completely different episode. So I think I'll do that. But all I will say is that when it comes to having sex, I, I never thought that it was weird that I waited so long to have it. But there's definitely this notion that if you don't have it by a certain age, and I know it sounds crazy, but I hear kid. Sometimes I hear kids say, or even adults say, "Yeah, you know, I waited a while until I had sex. I only, I only started when I was 18." And I'm thinking to myself, "That's late for you, 18." I mean, I know there's kids who are having sex when they're 11, 12, 13, which to me is completely wrong. But for you to think that you waited till 18, that that's an issue. That's an issue in itself. Why does it matter what age we have sex? Who is to determine when you want to do something? No one. That's up to you. Let's talk about something else. Another societal expectation. And this goes for dating. A lot of times, men are expected to pay on dates. And before women women get all up in arms, listen, it's okay. I get it. Uh, you have your own expectations as well which are not they're not justified either so i get it but i'm just thinking in the moment about these pressures these expectations and again dating a lot of times men are expected to pay for dates in my opinion i think that's complete bs however in my situation i'm usually the one asking the girl out so because i do that because i initiate i feel like it's only right to to pay for the dates but once maybe I'm in a relationship or we've been dating for, I don't know, months, whatever, even a few weeks, I don't see the problem with a girl pitching in. In fact, I think they should. I always use this example. There's this guy, his name is Matthew Hussey. He's a, I guess you can call him a relationship expert. And he brought up, a, he brings up a really good point because someone asked him, someone asked him this question, which is when, at what, at what point do men or should women, I should say, at what point should women start to pay on dates? And his response was something like, well, whenever, well, why don't you just let him sleep with you at any time? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? Long story short, he was saying that why should you expect for men to pay all the time? When in fact, what you should do, if, if a man is, has any sense of respect for himself, what should happen is a man could pay, that's fine, but the woman should at least put an effort in and ask, hey, is it okay if I pay my share? If a woman always assumes that the man is going to pay, to me, that's just not right. And a man should realize that and just not continue doing that, but to each their own. So we're talking again a lot about societal expectations. So, so far we have the expectation that we should be drinking, the expectation of having jobs that provide us with enough money, the expectation of having a relationship or being married or having kids by a certain time, the expectation to have sex by a certain age. I said smoking. Okay, not everyone expects you to smoke. However, I will say maybe when it comes to weed, is the expectation is that maybe you should at least try it. And if you haven't tried it, some people might take that as a little odd. 
again, in my situation, I only tried it at a much later age. I think I was about 25 years old or so when I actually first tried it. And I, I, I really didn't care to, but I just figured, why not see what all the, the buzz is about? I feel like it's one of those few things where you can try it and it, it really won't do much damage or if, if at any damage, as opposed to, you know, obviously like these much more hardcore drugs like Coke or heroin, whatever. I guess there's that expression where you should try everything once in your life. Uh, I mean, to a certain extent, maybe, but not everything. Because to me, that's just a little bit irresponsible. So I just want to kind of put this all together and figure out why are these expectations on us? I think we're not, we're definitely not born with them, right? There's definitely an outside source that tells us these things, whether it's, I think it comes from multiple points. It comes from multiple areas. It comes from media, a lot of media and advertising tells us reinforces tells us what to do i i highly believe that another thing is our our peers they especially in high school or in in i would say from elementary whatever junior school whatever you want to call it to high school think about this for a second you're in school we'll say just for now from the age of five to 18 that's 13 years yeah <laughs> 13 years and then think about every day monday to friday for how many however many hours you're in school for a good portion of your life, and especially at the beginning of your life, when again your your brain is not fully developed, it's still developing. So it's it's taking in all this new information, and sometimes you don't know how to process that information. So sometimes you're just gonna listen to to whatever people tell you, right? You don't know if it's right or wrong sometimes. So think about that. There's a lot of things that are people are, that people are telling you, and it's no wonder that we develop these expectations for ourselves when. Usually we don't, we shouldn't have them, but again, it's, it's something that just, that happens. So, oh, actually I forgot to talk about the other pressure, which, and again, I've talked about a bunch of them and as if, you know, society didn't pressure us enough, again, going back to our parents and I'm talking specifically about mine, they're Jewish parents, Jewish parents in general put so much pressure, so much expectations on their kids when they grow up, when it comes to dating jobs those two specifically and i know it sounds like a cliche but it's kind of true for many families where they want their kids to be successful and there's nothing wrong with that let's let's just set that straight nothing wrong with your parents wanting their kids to be successful it's the fact that they maybe try to guide them or as they suggest to them what they should do when in fact they should just let the kid decide what they want to do so in my case, well, my dad never or my parents never told me specifically what I should do, but I know for a fact that my my father specifically would be so happy if I became a doctor. And it's mainly because he just actually loves that field. He actually took it's something called mini med. It's a course that he did when he was much older, out of when he was done school. He did this course at McGill in Montreal where he just kind of learned the basics, I guess, of medicine, and it's just for just for his enter not entertainment it was just uh kind of like an extracurricular activity for adults and so he's always had a lot of curiosity about medicine so if i became a doctor whatever type he would have just been over the moon but i would never want to be a doctor because it just doesn't interest me and then besides again the jobs there's also the relationships which parents or jewish parents specifically want you to date or 
marry another Jewish person, boy or girl, whatever. And if you don't, I mean, every parent is different, but some, I don't know, I don't want to say they'll disown you, but it'll take them a long time to get over that. I actually have cousins who have married non-Jewish people and their parents were, they accepted it, but to be honest, they were, they were upset. Whether they admitted it or not, it it's just something that they expect from their kids. And we could definitely dig deeper into this when it comes to the culture and trying to preserve that culture. To me, that's kind of BS. You can date, you can marry or date someone that's not a part of your culture. That doesn't mean you're going to lose your culture. If anything, you're going to gain an appreciation for a completely different culture, which I think is amazing. But to think that you're going to lose your yourself or your own culture to me is just nonsense. And I think this goes again for a lot of cultures and a lot of other religions where the parents want their kids to to keep within their their community. Now, and I think this just trickles down. I don't think it's just the parents who were like this. I think it was their parents that told them and their parents and their parents, right? It just trickles, trickles down. Just like all these other expectations in society, they didn't start just yesterday. They started a long time ago and people just consume them and just they just keep it going, right? So just kind of to wrap this all up, I think this is one of, if not the biggest reason why a lot of us experience stress in our in our lives. We all have stress in our lives, whether it comes to our job, relationships, whatever. There's so many things to be stressed out about in life. And I think the main culprit for all these stresses, stressors, whatever, it can all come back to expectations. We put, not only is society putting expectation on us, but because of that, we put expectations on ourselves. And if we don't exceed or if we don't meet those expectations, then what do we do? We, we get upset and we degrade ourselves. And that just doesn't do anything good for us, right? It makes things worse. So I think, I don't, I don't have the solution for anything, but I think it's important to take a step back from any situation and think, first of all, why am I upset? Why am I stressed? Why are these expectations on me? I, I, I think it's you should have expectations, reasonable ones. And those are expectations that can help you to reach certain goals. But let's say if you don't reach an, if you don't reach a certain goal or you don't reach every expectation, you don't have to beat yourself up. I think if anything, it's a it's a lesson. There's a lesson to be learned from everything. And I think you could just learn from that and hopefully grow from it. And eventually you'll 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 learn to to accept whatever it is that happens to you. And maybe even you can not lower your expectations, but have these realistic expectations that you know you can achieve. And that also doesn't mean you, you you shouldn't have high expectations. You should definitely have high expectations because I think that maybe will will motivate you to uh, to reach a certain level. But I think it's just mo- again about if you don't reach a certain expectation by a certain time, that's okay. It doesn't mean you failed. Something else was just it, it just wasn't meant to be. Just don't be too hard on yourself. Just know that we're only human. We make mistakes. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I really want to know what you guys think about this. Tell me about expectations that you have either for yourself or that people put on you. 
and tell me what you how you feel what do you what do you think have you met these expectations do you feel like you'll never be able to if so why again i think we need to take a step back and also acknowledge how far we've come we need to it's so easy to acknowledge the negative stuff in life why don't we more how come we don't acknowledge the, the good stuff the positive things the successful things that we've accomplished in life we need to do more of that and then i think if we do that we will realize how far we've come and that'll keep us in a in a right state of mind and also i think help us achieve whatever expectations we may have so that's it for this week's episode of talking with john g thank you again for tuning in and for listening and for all your support if you enjoy the podcast please share it follow it subscribe whatever and i look forward to hearing from you guys thank you again i will talk to you soon